Good evening, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight. This is a remarkable uh, program because we've got some exciting news to share with you. Uh, I don't think we've cramped this many people into a studio before, but we've got four of us in here, and uh, we're shoulder to shoulder. But I had to bring everybody in because um, I'll, I'll share with you who's, who's present and what we're going to be talking about because this is a big day for us, especially for business owners in Ventura County who have been just uh, bludgeoned by these lockdown orders that have decimated their businesses. Uh, to my right is uh, Barbara Paul, and she is the proprietor of the Pizza Cookery. And then we have Rhonda Baldwin-Kennedy. You've heard of RBG. This is R RBK. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the attorney for both, uh, not only Barbara, but also Matt Brimajan, who is with Miss Olson's. Yeah. And uh, these are two business owners, restaurateurs, and they're, I, I know it's sorry. a long day, you're yawning, so but sorry. that's okay. Yeah, Come on, so stay sorry. with me. Stay with I'm me. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm yeah, this is, this, is, this is high edge, you know, yes, entertainment. Yes, it's more stress, really. Yeah. So uh, they have been faced by the county with lockdown orders, and you've been in violation of those. You've opened your business in spite of the lockdown orders because uh, you're not receiving remuneration from the county. Uh, they've just shut your business in a violation of what, the Fifth Amendment, I think. Um, and so uh, they've, they've stood in defiance. And so you went to court today, both of you. Yes. And your, your attorney, yes. uh, RBK, yes. uh, Rhonda Baldwin-Kennedy. And so uh, I wanted to share with all of you, especially business owners, uh, these are brave folks. You should be joining them because when we stand in defiance, we get victory. And today some amazing things happen. And Rhonda, I want you to kind of share with everybody uh, what took place and, and how you got connected with Barbara and with Matt. Uh, you, you took on this case and you're helping both of them. Uh, they were pennies looking for change. Nobody wanted to help them. And the county has unlimited funds to be able to dump on these uh, poor business owners. And you came along as an attorney. And what happened today that is so remarkable that they're finally relieved and I'm watching you yeah. yawn because you can finally get some rest. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. So, so share with us what occurred. Well, uh, uh, Coliseum Boot Camp in Oxnard was a huge support of mine during the congressional race. And um, John Franco and Alicia, um, they were served with TRO papers. and they called Temporary restraining temporary orders. Temporary restraining so orders, You've yes. got to fill everybody in because right. they've got to know what we're dealing with legally. You can't just use these acronyms. Right. Yeah, they filed for a temporary restraining order and also an order to uh, close their business. Um, so John Franco, you know, reached out to me and said, you know, Rhonda, what do we do with this? And, you know, can you help? So And big support of yours because you ran for the congressional seat, uh, uh, 26. Yes, 26 congressional yeah. seat. And um, so I, I got the, the paperwork. And the, what the county's MO is, is they, they file the complaint. And then they file for a temporary restraining order. And they serve you the temporary restraining order the next part A. They serve it to you the evening before the hearing. So hoping that you won't have an opportunity to be able to respond. So I was able to, you know, respond, um, got that done fairly quickly. That TRO was denied. And then, of course, they served a bunch of other people. They served Mrs. Olson's. They served people. Yeah, there was, a, there was a closed session meeting with the supervisors where I think they listed, was it 14 businesses that yes. they were... They were targeting? Right. They, yeah, targeting. That That's a very yes. good point, targeting, because that's one of my, um, and I'll get to that, the, the, what I filed a federal complaint is, is they are targeting certain businesses, and, um, and, and, and they're not going after other businesses, but they're targeting certain businesses. Um, and so when Matt called me, uh, 
and uh, I, he told me what was going on and asked if, if I could help or what should he do, and I explained my legal strategy, and, and that day he said, I, w I want you to represent me, and then... Barbara said the same thing. So I, I had this this plan all cooked up back in March, <laughs> the legal strategy. All right. So it, basically, the county, this county Ventura, they like to pick their venue. They picked, of course, Ventura Court because they can just they have certain judges that will just rubber stamp. We went through that with the church, where it was a, a politically predictive judge, and yes, yeah, and that's yes. So um, when I got that judge, I immediately filed a one seventy point six, which is disqualify the judge and get to a, a, another judge. <clears throat> but I said these are federal issues. This is a Fifth Amendment takings clause. I, I, if they want businesses to close before the public safety, for the greater good of the public, then exercise the Fifth Amendment and compensate these businesses yeah, for their lost them. revenue. Yeah. That's right. what we're asking for. So I filed, a, just out procedurally maneuvered them. We filed a, oh, my staff, phenomenal, Brenda and Carla worked over the weekend. We filed a federal complaint on behalf of the two businesses. We filed under USC uh, 28 a notice of removal, which if, uh, if the federal court, once you file a notice of removal, the state court has no jurisdiction. Judge can't do anything. It's right. over. It's all in the federal court. And so we basically put the county now, they're on the defense. And we also filed a TRO to enjoining them from doing any more enforcement on this. And um, the beauty of it is, is that um, I'm going to be serving uh, Dr. Levin a notice of deposition so we can depose him. He can explain his orders. He can explain different things that they, they, they put in these complaints. It's interesting, that the orders, because this has gone around and we got copies of it, but this was uh, back in April where Dr. Levin listed the reasons why cloth masks are not effective and we yes. shouldn't use them. And now it's a complete 180, and now the enforcing of cloth masks, even though he had, you know, him, he signed it as a health officer. He had Jeff Segovia, Veronica Martinez, Carmen Steller. This was April 27th of 2020. And, and I was thrilled that, you know, he, he found that masks were not effective, and he right. sta stated all the studies. But then, obviously, there's there's probably pressure from the state. Dr. Levin is having to I, – I, I don't know who pulls each other's strings and how they get to a place where uh, – the victims are business owners, and they're the ones getting dumped on, and now they have legal representation. And so what does it mean that it's been pushed into the federal court? How does that stave off what these business owners are up against, and how have you allowed them to live another day? <laughs> well, um, now we're, we, we took the fight to federal court. Um, the federal judges are appointed by, uh, by the president. Um, Unlike state court judges, who the vacancies are appointed by the governor, and then they have to go for re-election. Right. So a lot of state judges are political. They, they're these are people that they need donations, they need people to vote for them. So it may affect. I'm not saying every judge, but some judges it may affect their, you know, their fairness and how they rule. Federal judges they follow the rules, and um, this is the law. These are the pleadings. You know, these are the federal rules. You follow them, and they're not worried about. Re-election, they're worried about being overturned, so they're going to make sure that their rulings are sound. So, so with the temporary restraining order that you placed upon, or, or requested to be placed upon the county, did that go forward? It's going forward. Um, the the county has until February first to respond, and um, so in the meantime, they can't uh, place a temporary restraining order on these restaurants until they've responded to. 
the federal case, right? The federal case, okay. They can file now. They can file a temporary for a temporary restraining order um, to try and close them, like they did in the state court. But they have to do it in the federal court. Doubt that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, with the fourteen businesses that have been targeted, uh, does this ruling help with the rest of them that are uh, being? I mean, with that closed session meeting, and they they're going after certain gymnasiums, they're going after franchises. Um, is, is this going to assist those other businesses? It will. Um, How so? I I will welcome if they have counsel um, to you know they can call me. I can collaborate with them. I can give them the roadmap. The, exactly what I did. These these businesses and attorneys, we need to band together. Yeah. I've, I've been saying since you know, campaigning, we need an army of lawyers. These battles are going to be fought in the courtroom. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to, you were talking about combining efforts. Uh, Barbara, you were talking about uh, an organization. You had a meeting today. Uh, what is this organization and what are, what are you all attempting to do? So it's Brave Coalition. Matt's Brave, the Brave, Brave Coalition. coalition. Matt's and you're the president. the president. Yeah. Hello, Ms. President. Yes. <laughs> all right. Um, it's a group of like-minded people, businesses helping other businesses stay open. We have so many people who don't run businesses who have volunteered their time to help the businesses because we're so entangled with the legal stuff that sometimes, you know, the the uh, the paperwork and getting getting people to, to cooperate and and put stuff in a hopper that'll be on a website so all businesses that are members of Brave eventually will be able to go and have Brave's website as a resource so they can see cases what the you know attorneys can go on it we collect information independently and submit it and so all of that information will be categorized logged. Um, and so any brave member can go and okay. retrieve that information. So, so it's kind of a clearinghouse uh, to get some of the information to know exactly how to respond when yes. you're under the pressure cooker of pizza cookeries, what you guys have been facing. And Matt, you, um, you, you, you got a, a father with some dementia, is that correct? Yeah, my father came down with dementia about five years ago. Because my, my dad had Alzheimer's for 15 years. And and he, you know, he's a sweet man. And if if uh, Alzheimer's had a good side, my dad got it. But you came back today thrilled, and uh, you're sharing with your dad. And your dad's like, what happened? Yeah, yeah what court case? What court case? No. Uh, he's been, he's been uh, supporting as much as he can, and uh, and my mom as well. She's, she's been a trooper through this whole thing. Uh, you know, if, if it wasn't for her, you know, I don't know how, how I'd have made it because she's been strong strong for me, you know, because yeah. I go through ups and downs, you know, sure. through this whole thing, and, you know, she's back there, and, you know, just sort of in the background, and just, hey, you got this, honey, you got this, stay strong, and, you know, it's, it's awesome, it's awesome. I'm, I'm so thankful for what you're doing, and uh, I, I, I think, Rhonda, that um, sometimes the small business is overlooked and forgotten, yeah. and uh, it, it's not often. I mean, you know, the county has, like I said, deep pockets, and, and they do it with our tax money. Exactly. Um, and you know, this has been a banner year for for income for the state. Uh, of course, they're going to have a lot of liabilities, especially uh, high income earners are leaving the state in droves, so they're going to have some problems in the uh, in the year ahead and the years ahead. But you're looking out for the little guy. I mean, what what inspired you to do that? I mean, I know you ran for Congress, and 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 I, I know you have a heart for the country, and uh, you've given it your best effort. But as an attorney, you, you saw this. What moved you to to jump in? I was raised in a small business. My grandparents who raised me were they had the first black flower shop in Wisconsin, and so I grew up there. It was a small business, and it you know raised 
their six kids and, and myself. Yeah. And so I look at that that could be them. I mean, small businesses, they're the backbone yep. of America. Number one, the, the, the number one employer in America. Exactly. Without them, we're, we're a socialist country. You have the very top and the very bottom. We well, need the middle class. It, it seems to me that you know targeting gymnasiums and, and uh, mom-and-pop restaurants and and the like, that it, it's almost a redistribution of wealth yeah. because you know somehow Costco's and Trader Joe's Walmart. and Target and Walmart, um, you, know, you, you can't get infected there, but you can in a small business but it also watching is the governor seems to have lifted some of the restrictions allowing people to meet outside at churches now in the dead of winter we've had one of the coldest winters since I can remember so healthy yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we, we officiated a funeral uh, out in Simi Valley and it was freezing and you had these elderly folks out there having to meet outside and I'm thinking to myself where, where is the science in the stupidity? You had a warm room where people could have sat, done the whole social distance thing, but they're making a meet outside. And, and in a time of great mourning and sadness, uh, this is what the state considers a scientific method. And now the governor seems to be backing off. I think maybe it's because of the recall efforts. He's not very popular right now. <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot of losses. Have, have, you, have you read any of the orders that he's lifted at this point or the... The restrictions. Have you seen any of that? I, I skimmed through it uh, briefly today. Not much of a change. Not much of a not much of a change. Yeah. And it, yeah. Crumbs. Yeah, mm-hmm. crumbs. Yeah. And uh, Barbara, your your father was a Holocaust survivor, correct? He was. He was. What what uh, camp? He wasn't in a camp. He was hiding. He was on the run for four years, literally okay. hiding in attics and and uh, temples and churches that had been abandoned and and and. It's a terrible story. At one time, um, all of them had made nooses. There was four friends that were, and they had made nooses for when the Germans came, they wanted to kill themselves. They wanted to hang themselves rather than be killed by them, not yeah. to give them the satisfaction. Right. And I, I was just taught, like, don't follow the sheep, you know, go run the other way. It's the only way he survived. And when I read his book, as a 59-year-old woman, I've never been able to read it, but I read it now. Yeah. And it's like reading what's happening today. And that's what's so scary. Um, and the strength and the prayer, no matter how desperate they were, they always prayed. And no matter how desperate they were, they never lost hope. And he never figured out in his lifetime why he was the only survivor of that time. But maybe it's because I'm here. I, I don't know. Yeah. But but. Well, I, I would I would say that's a great blessing. <laughs> it is a great blessing. And I and I, he's he's tapping me on the shoulder a lot. And 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 what I just wanted to say about the small businesses, it's not just about us. We've got. 25 employees that work for us that right. have worked for us for decades. I mean, these guys came from Mexico as teenagers. We naturalized them when Amnesty came in. Are we just supposed to say before Christmas, bye, hope you guys can all yeah. pay your rent? And people don't realize it's not just us. It's the down chain. It's the alcohol yep. we buy. It's the food we buy. All of those people have families and children. And it's a, it's a chain. Joe at Diamore's Pizza in Camarillo, he's open. They took away his business license. And he still remains open. He mm-hmm. says, you know, uh, I've saved. I'm, I'm going to make it into my later years. I'll be okay. He said, I'm staying open. She's a single mom. That guy just came out of rehab. He's, he, he needs this job desperately. And, you know, he's sacrificing to maintain uh, opportunities for folks that would be decimated. And it's not like, you know, our unemployment department in the state is getting checks to anybody. I mean, those are delayed. Uh, they're, they're sending them to prisoners before they're sending it, you know, to any of these employees that have lost their livelihood. 
it's it's tragic. I, I'm going to ask Matt, you and, and Barbara to help me out here. Yeah. Uh, we're we're now in 270 plus episodes of this what we call fireside chat. Although there's never been a fireplace, that's the ongoing joke. But there's you know there's fire in the discussion. Uh, and as a minister, I get accused that. Uh, I don't do my job as a minister because I delve into areas that don't deal with what they call the quote-unquote gospel. Um, and I, I find that kind of humorous because we're supposed, whatever things are true, we're supposed to focus on these things. And we care about our community. And we love our neighbors ourselves. And, you know, we, you and I, faith-wise, I mean, you, you I think you dis, you described yourself as a secular Jew. Was that a, yeah. a fair assessment? Yeah, absolutely. And Matt, how about yourself? How would you describe your faith um, well, to be honest, I really... Uh, I, 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 I want you to yeah, be honest. To be told, That's a good thing. <laughs> to totally honest. Uh, I never went to church, uh, you know, really until about three weeks ago when I met you. Um, I just didn't really grow up in a religious family. And uh, a couple of members of your church, uh, Steve and Ann Lloyd, uh, they had called my manager the day after we got shut down and said to him, I started, you know, Given her the riot act because we weren't open. Well, I come in about ten minutes later, and she told me about this phone conversation. So, you know, something had hit me. I was like, I'm, I'm, I got open. I just I felt it. So I called her back, and and she started telling me how she felt. I said, Look, I should, you know, I'm like minded. You know what? If you want to come in, I'll accommodate you. And sure enough, they drove from Simi Valley. They were down there in about 45 minutes, and they were on the phone. I think they were trying to get over to you. And so I'm just like, I don't know who, what the God speak is. I don't know what all this is about. And next thing you know, people are just coming in and coming in. And Yeah, we, I, we put, we listed on a Sunday that you were open, and they started Yeah, so there. my first day at church ever in my life, I, I kind of come here, and you guys introduced me, and then the business, and people started coming and coming. And, you know, it was it, it was awesome. I remember you asked me the question. You were saying, you know, have you ever been to church? I said, no, I've never been church and what do you think and I said, it's everything I thought I wanted it to be you know oh, I wasn't looking heart. for you know this 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 kind of what, what, what I had in my mind is being you know this church that was just talking about the gospel this and that but you came in and you were talking about real life stuff and, and mm-hmm. things that mattered to me and the community and what I was going through and you know I, I was touched by it and it, it actually you know it was giving me the the will to keep moving forward and, and just and going strong. I see you guys do it, and I see Barbara do it, and you know Dave from Cronies, you know these yeah. guys, Allison's, and Good Morning Cafe. They're all in, and, and Joe Adimori's. Awesome. Yeah, Joe. Yep. Yeah. So it's been it's been awesome. It's, you know, it's been hard, but it's been awesome. Ah, oh, you blessed me, Matt. That was I, I don't think you could have defended me more in front of the clergy out there that says <laughs> I don't do my job. I mean, you're you're a churchgoer now, and, oh, yeah. and you've you've yep. been exposed to Christ, and uh, you you see the community of Christian fellowship and it's touched you and you expressed it that way so thank you yeah you got people members from your church have come out and actually you know done work on the outside patio you know just steve and his friends just they're awesome i can't you know it's been been fantastic there's some servants for well sure. for me you know i'm front row every yeah you're week. front row every and, and week sometimes twice a week because yeah. it just fills me and what's so interesting is is our paths cross because you know we're, we're linked we're yeah. linked religiously no matter what we're linked religiously and for me it's been so wonderful to hear you describe the bible and then put it to, to, to today's times that we're mandated by God to fight tyranny. Yeah. I mean, this is our job. Yeah. And so many people don't do it. And like you say, the shepherds aren't leading the sheep. I mean, even amongst Judaism, there's no temples that are open. I don't understand it. I don't understand why 
churches are not open. The shepherds need to lead. The, the the sheep don't know what to do or where to go. Yeah. And I just I just find it so spiritually fulfilling every week. Well, folks adore you, and you are in the front row, and you, you, you're, you've, you've taken on a role and, and engaged in so many lives, Barbara. And people have been blessed. You too, Matt. And I, I you know, it's not easy to get in the church. There's people lined up yeah. to get in because yeah. we're the only show in town. You know, folks are desperate when they're lining up to come hear me speak. That's a problem. So you know, I. I I, like you said, Barbara, I would encourage the synagogues and the churches to open. Folks need encouragement in this time. They do. And, do. and I, I want to bring it back, back to you, Rhonda, because here you have, by their own admission, a secular Jew, uh, agnostic maybe, which means without knowledge. Not, yeah, not not, I learned that from you. Yeah, agnosis. <laughs> there you go. See? So, so you, you, you hear this. And, and here we have an attorney. And you say, well, what does an attorney have to do with a church? Well, Galatians 3 says that the law, which is mm-hmm. what you practice, is a guardian to keep us safe and point us to Christ until faith comes. And these are the laws of nature and nature's God, that the law is, is to help us in society to make rulings where mankind has freedom, but, but freedom in the sense of the law is wise restraints that make us free. We, we apply restraints towards those things that will destroy us in order to obtain an excellence. And, you know, freedom to run a business and to pursue your dreams, but not freedom to hurt somebody. And, and here people are saying, well, you're open and you're, you're causing people to be susceptible to this virus. And we've gone through the science. We brought doctors in. We brought in, you know, psychologists. We, we've had the, the, the largest opioid overdose death recorded in a 12-month period in American history. Uh, you, you just found out in, I think it's uh, Las Vegas, they've had to open the schools because there's just been a slew of youth suicides. And, and nobody's talking about this. And somehow you can't contract COVID at Costco, but you can get it to the pizza cookery, right? Yeah, which is just insane to me, or at Miss Olson's. And, uh, and yet you're defending and pointing out that no, no, this, this applies to all of us. This law is to protect all of us and to point us to Christ. And by your own admission, you've been drawn to the church because of that teaching. Mm-hmm. Is that a fair enough assessment? Totally fair. Totally fair, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally and you, and you, you are that minister that did that <clears throat> yeah. by the use of the law. <laughs> and, I, and I just want to say to those who look at me and say, you know, I'm a, I'm a COVID denier or I don't think about people who are it's affecting um, yes, the COVID is a virus. However, we have a choice whether or not to go out. And if you're in a vulnerable, you know, stay community, home. then stay home. And my, my mother-in-law, my husband's, and you've, she's, you've met her before. Yeah. Um, she was battling cancer and she contracted COVID in, in Iowa, most likely at Walmart. And, um, she passed away December 29th, but even on her you know, when she was dying, she fought for other people's freedom. Yeah. She would not want um, to take away other people's rights, business rights, way of living to save herself. She was a true patriot. We have uh, 856,000 citizens in Ventura County. We've tragically had about a, 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 a little over 500 deaths yes. attributed to COVID. We don't know how many are from or with, because we right. know, especially in influenza and pneumonia season in the cold, uh, that 
that uh, COVID is an accelerator. You mm-hmm. put that on top of pneumonia or you put that on top of influenza and you get somebody, you know, 65 and older. And exactly. if we go, if we go 55 and older, I think it's 94% of all deaths in our county are 54 and older. And the lion's share, the majority is with comorbidities. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you look at the, the sadly over 500 deaths attributed to COVID, however that is, with or mm-hmm. from, it's tragic. And, and I've lost friends. Yeah. But that constitutes um, five one-hundredths of one percent mm-hmm. of our entire population of our county, yet the livelihood and, and over 60 percent of our businesses will never reopen in our county because of their violation of the Fifth Amendment and what they're exactly. doing to these small businesses. And it's, it's unconscionable. Exactly. So we are loving our neighbors. Mm-hmm. You're proof that you have been loved and you have been moved to come to church as a result. Mm-hmm. And, and we have been doing everything we can. And this is a, a labor of love on your part. And yeah. we want to help our community. We understand COVID is, is a virus that it has severe ramifications for a certain segment of the population. We know how it operates. We have the data on that. But that is not justification to wipe out the livelihood of every citizen in this community. No. There is no justification. No. Yeah, there is no. I, can I just say one thing? You can say whatever you want. I, I'm tired of talking. VC <laughs> Emergency Daily puts out their yep. COVID Yeah, we follow numbers. it every day. Okay, so there's one block towards the end after you get through everything that says essential workers and uh, uh, vulnerable population. And one of those squares at the very bottom is food service and grocery. We're lumped into one category. And that has gone down. I followed it for months from 1.7% to 0.6%. 387 humans have contracted COVID in a food service or grocery setting in the last 11 months, which equates to a 0.000444% of the population or 0.6 of the total number of COVID you know, cases, uh, test, test positives. Right. We don't know what the, what, what the truth is. So you tell me 387 people, and that's all grocery and all food service. Why are we closed? Yeah. Why are we closed? And, and we've done over, I think we've done 900,000 tests yeah, in the county of 856,000 yeah. people. Yeah. And a positive test isn't a positive case. No. Now, granted, no. our, our emergency rooms are, at, at one point, I'm not sure today, I haven't seen the latest data, uh, we had one critical bed unit available at Los Robles, uh, and we've been tracking the ones through the county. But I, I remember influenza seasons where there's been tents out in the parking lot uh, uh, by the emergency rooms of the hospitals. And, you know, you take COVID, which is requiring uh, massive efforts to quarantine people from the rest of the population. So, you know, this this is putting a strain and a burden in some respects. But suffice it to say, what it's done to the community as a whole by these draconian measures. And had we not had the lockdowns, and this is, this is what I've received from other doctors, had we not done the lockdown and the mass, the social distancing, in the summer months before pneumonia and influenza hit, most folks would have built up an immunity to it. But now we're sending these elderly into the influenza and pneumonia season and the, the cold and the misery, and we're watching these numbers spike. And yet... Still, as tragic as those deaths are, as difficult as for our first responders, and God bless them, you know, our, the rest of our community is suffering as well, devastated by this. Yeah. So we need better measures to address the entirety of the population. And, and, and now, you know, they're, they're going to do the opening uh, outdoor dining and, you know, all these business opening, but the numbers have now tripled from when they were, you know, did the original shutdown. So... 
You know, well, how does that make any sense? You know, if it's about the numbers and they shut us down because of the numbers and the ICU beds, but they're now tripled what they were, but there's now reopening. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. That's, that's, well, that, that I, doesn't make sense. That's just you, you had Chicago with Mayor Lightfoot. You yeah. had Governor Cuomo. Uh, uh, Governor Cuomo. Um, Mayor. Um, Garcetti? No, yeah, Mayor Garcetti, but uh, in New York. Uh, oh, de Blasio. Oh, yeah, Mayor de Blasio. And, you know, everything's locked down. Well, the election concludes, and they have the highest death total in, in the, at that point, uh, tracking COVID. And the following day, they, they open everything up. And you're thinking to yourself, well, when did that change? Well, this is this is insane. <laughs> yeah, it, and you're sense. saying, well, it's not political, and it's right. the science, and we're still trying to figure out what's the science in the lockdown from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. Where's the science in that? Is it somehow the virus doesn't op- only operates in those critical? It, it's and and the and the victims in all this are not only those who have been, you know, uh, infected and and have and have died, but the the other victims. We're all the victims. Oh, all victims. Are the 856,000 citizens of this county, mm-hmm. and while our economy is being devastated, we're losing our jobs. You know, Dr. Levin gets a 12.5 percent pay raise, and and none of the supervisors have gone without a paycheck. That's disgusting. It is disgusting. I, I don't. They're, they're, and they're labeled as murderers. It. Yeah, and, and you're labeled yeah. labeled as super spreaders and murderers. Yeah, yeah. there's no public in, nuisance in the yeah. cancel public culture. Yeah. They spend the taxpayer money. To you know, close churches. Uh, Thursday, we're going up to San Jose, Calvary Chapel, San Jose is 1.7 million dollars in fines. While they're releasing convicts into the streets, they're fining this church 1.7 million dollars. They've hit the pastor with a 25,000 dollar fine, and the assistant, the youth pastor, 22,000 dollars in fines, and they want to put him in jail. Insane. And and the and the verdict, they've already had the hearing. The verdict is going to be Thursday, 1:30. Everybody and their grandmothers going to San Jose, and we're all packing that place out. This is just out of control, yeah. what they're doing in our state. It's also scary. Yeah. It's, it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Let's make up rules we, as we, they go. We, this is, we've seen this before yeah. well, in history. This is terrifying. Uh, yeah. And according to uh, um, Gavin Newsom and his gang, we're too stupid to understand the science, so none of the science can be released to us. Yeah. And, uh, and I know that certain newspapers locally have a you know have sent in uh, requests for documentation, and they're just never answered on no. what how people died. In the beginning, they were listing people's comorbidities, and then they just stopped. They stopped doing that, right? Because they don't want us to know. When I was before the judge uh, back in August, uh, there had been at that point a little over a hundred deaths. And we had the Freedom of Information Act, so we were able to ascertain the information from the county that of the little over 100 deaths, only two right. had died from, from COVID. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, an 80, uh, uh, late 80s uh, female and a male in his 90s. They were the only ones who had died from COVID. Everyone else had died with. Mm-hmm. Those were the only two. Mm-hmm. And it's not reported. That doesn't come in the papers. Right. And yet you're labeled, and you're all super spreaders, and this narrative... You just wonder, where is the defense of the little guy in our community? Well, not only that, it, it, I, I'm fearful of my client's safety. I mean, right now, the county is inciting people by saying that they're, they're murderers and, and mm-hmm. fear-mongering. Yeah. You know, there's going to be, there could be some person that's a little off their rocker just decides to take action into their own hands. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, this is, that's, that's oh, the, yeah. the culture we, that they're creating. Yeah. We deal with folks like that every Sunday where we have to now have security because yeah. of what the state has done. And, uh, 
it, and, they, and they come out just wound up be, because they're believing this narrative that's fed to them, and yet the data does not back that. And when I post the data, so I'm an RN as well. When I post data, I try to post it from truth, not not false data. This is this is the data, the data that VC emergency. Yeah. Posts and the head of the health department. When I had him on the phone at one time with our attorney and Jordan and I, he said he doesn't agree with my numbers. And I said, "Well, that's very interesting because I pulled him right off your website this morning." So they don't even believe their own data. It, it's, and, and so when I post this, like on our Facebook page, and you know the hate starts coming in, and you're a liar, and you're this, and you're that, and I just keep shoving them data. They, they're not interested in data. They're yeah. not interested in truth. They're interested in the narrative. They've bought into it, and no matter what anyone tells them, that's it. But they they're, use that data done. to shut us down. Yeah. 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 Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. So where do we go from here, Rhonda? What, what's what, what, you're going to go to federal court? Mm-hmm. Um, the the county has till February to respond to the request for a TRO. Uh, what else? What, what help us out? Well, we're we put them now on on, on the defense. Yes, now they they have they have some hard questions to answer. They're going to have to to, mm-hmm. to back up their data. Um, we're going to aggressively go through discovery, everything that they wouldn't give and, and denied under you know public request. They're going to have to give it to us now under discovery, as you where you've been through, yeah, through the spill before. We're, right? Well, we're dealing with it. We have our case. We're doing the same thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And depositions, and, yep. and uh, they have to answer. And Dr. Levin's going to have to, under penalty of perjury, ask answer questions why he did this study and now he's did a 180 i mean are you wrong now or are you you know wrong then and so it's it's just, they have some explaining to do i can't wait to <laughs> watch so them explain to you yeah. i know it's good. uh yeah and um and so that's where we are so they'll have to defend themselves they want to they want to file for a tro any action that they want to do they have to take it to federal court state court is is out i'm gonna uh I'm going to ask you guys to keep coming back periodically to give us an update on that. Yeah. Because this is critical for our community, and I think folks are are moved to know what's taking place and how they can support you. And so, um, as you know, I'll see you guys on Sundays, and you yeah. guys just tell me what it is, yeah. and we'll we'll work towards that end and get the support necessary to keep this going. Uh, I did want to somebody put this list together. And I'm so grateful for mm-hmm. it. I, I wanted to read to you the local businesses like your own that are, have remained open um, and have been exercising uh, their constitutional rights yeah. uh, in, in the face of this tyranny. So uh, Original Pizza Cookery, uh, Novo Cafe in Westlake Village, Conejo Coffee, Newberry Park, Boney Mountain Pizza Company, um, Braxton's Kitchen, uh, Boney Mountain Pizza Company is in Newberry Park, Braxton's Kitchen is in Camarillo, California, Side Street Cafe is in Newberry Park, Good Morning Cafe is in Camarillo, Mrs. Olson's Coffee Hut in Oxnard, Um, we've got... Petals and Pints Brewing Company in Thousand Oaks, Allison's Country Cafe in Ventura, Diamore's Pizza, Thousand Oaks, also in Camarillo. And I, I just, Joe blessed me. I went in there the other day. I, I actually saw Pastor John MacArthur. Uh, he was yeah. eating there, so that was kind of cool. Uh, Crony Sports Grill in Agora Hills, uh, Tin Horn Flats in Burbank, and the Saloon uh, Ventura. Um, Let's see, The Lounge, Old Oak Cigar Company, Vons, Thousand Oaks, Doesn't Require Mass on Jan's Road, 
so that's kind of cool. And the bonds in Westlake Village, uh, they don't require masks, so uh, that's on a Gore Road. Yeah, good for them. Uh, health, wellness, and exercise. We have Oasis Wellness Spa in Westlake. Um, and they say, come on out and boost your immune system. It's really cool. Uh, Foy, which is Fountain of Youth in Agora Hills, they're open. And uh, Cutting Hair for Christ, that's Michelle Patrick. She does donations only because everyone cool. needs a haircut, right? Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Studio Bar, Newberry Park, Elite Fitness Plus, Townsgate, Westlake Village, Athletic, Athletic Society, Thousand Oaks, and, of course, BSF Fitness, boom. Yeah. boom. I'm, liking, I'm liking this. This is a peaceful, <laughs> peaceful protest. protest. That's great. So BSF Fitness, uh, I was just talking today, and the reason why this whole thing came together is because Lindsay uh, contacted me and said, big day today in court. So, <laughs> yeah. Lindsay Cohn. Uh, yeah, Lindsay's the, Lindsay's the vice president of yeah, Brave. Of Brave yes. yeah. Yeah. And her and her husband, Josh, they're fantastic. Yeah, they are fantastic. fantastic. We have uh, Club Legree in Westlake, Simi, Pasadena, um, and then... Chef Kevin Lee, um, you can look that up at chefkevinlee.com. Pierre Catering, these are all catering companies. Financial Services, John Ward's Financial Service, Transamerica Financial Advisors. Clothing and Jewelry Revolution, uh, surf companies open in Camarillo. Albert's Albert's Jewelry Design in Westlake Village. Uh, Albert, uh, uh, 30 years my wife had been married and I'd I'd never gotten her a diamond. I got her a yeah, Sapphire, when we were first married, that's all I could afford. I got her a diamond, uh, and Albert put it together, and he's a great jeweler. Go see Very Albert. Cool. Everyone needs to go see Albert. Um, and then alternatives to the big big box stores, try Etsy. And I think that's about it from uh, all that we have listed here. So check those folks out. And uh, yeah, and, and part do you any others you want to add? Well, no, part of the whole thing with uh, Start the Brave Coalition was that, you know, we weren't requiring that you open up or, or do what we were doing, but there were some of us that were pretty far along in the game, and we just were asking the other businesses, hey, if you're not going to join in and, and open up, at least, at least join in and support us, because what we're doing, you know, obviously is going to help you guys along the way. Yeah. And, and, you know, now, now these people can open up and they, they see the path. They, yeah. know, they know what they're in for. We can tell them, hey, tomorrow you'll get this. Next week you'll get this, yeah. and you'll be okay. You'll be okay. You mm-hmm. know, so yeah. that's just, you know, we ask for their support because the more people we have, the more hands that we can reach out to and, you know, solve a lot of problems. The, their attempt is to, to dry, try to divide us as a community, even the churches in our community. I mean, I, I, I haven't had any, any pastor speak derogatorily towards me or in my presence, and I wouldn't expect them to behind my back. They're good, they're good men. I, I'm grateful for them. Uh, they may not agree with what I do or with what God speak does, but we do have churches not in the county that itself. There's a couple of churches in the county that that's not true. There's a couple of churches in the county not in Thousand Oaks that I know of. Uh, but we have we have combined our efforts together. We put together the Declaration of Dissent. Yeah, a number cool. of churches across the country have signed on to that. We've got a number in California. We put the call out, and not only have we been able to raise financial support for the legal uh, challenge that. Calvary Chapel San Jose has, but we're doing it for every other church. So we're combining our efforts to defend them in court and to push this. So uh, it's important that if we don't stand together, we're going to fall apart. So that's, that's critical. Freedom. Yeah, freedom. It's about freedom. I don't know wh- wh- why or how the word freedom became political. Yeah. But it now has. Yeah, they don't, they, they, they want conformity, Yeah, not freedom. 
Nothing. And uh, I'm not yeah, getting on the train. We're not That's playing that game. Yeah. No. We, no. Have, we have a lot of, a lot of strong people yeah. in the Brave Coalition. Deb Baber, you know, she's the one that brought all of us all together, together, and she, yeah. you know, yeah. she's been fighting really hard for us. And there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of great people that have come into my life just since I decided to take this on. It seems like day after day, someone else shows up. I mean, this met Ron a week ago, and this changed yeah. everything. You know, so <laughs> it's just funny how when you think you're at the lowest, and here comes somebody that you didn't even know, and they change your life, and you know, God. I'm thankful for it. It's God. God works in strange yeah. ways. He does. And, and, and it's been such an amazing journey on such a positive note. So even though there's darkness, there's so much light. It's like we can't stop smiling today. I mean, and, 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 sit across from my hero, right? Yeah, and and, and the hugs. I mean, I, you know, I get so many hugs. It's yeah. like immunity by community. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really an amazing, it's an amazing journey. And we talk sometimes, you know, it'll be 11, 1230 at night, yeah. you know, and she's feeling down like we got this, come on, you got to stay fighting. And yeah. she'll do the same for me. Yeah. And you know, it just keeps us going. It, you know, and that's what you need sometimes when you're fighting like this. Cause you yeah. feel alone. You feel like oh, the whole world's coming at you. And then you get one phone call and Okay, we can do this. Yeah. We'll be all right. You yeah. know? And, and just like with the affidavits that we were talking about, you know, there's there's such a movement that we put an office in the pizza cookery, and, and Deb was telling me, oh, we have like 16, 18 people. We had over 100 affidavits come. Yep. And they're going to have a really surprising <laughs> week this week. Well, Rhonda, uh, when, when your team gets to a place where you're stretched and you're trying to figure out how to fund all this, you know, we'll, we'll do a fundraiser for you and we'll... We'll raise some money for you. I appreciate so we'll that. We'll keep you going. Uh, I, you know, I, you can't put your life on hold. You got to pay the bills, and I, I know how hard this is. We do that for our attorney, and we're doing it for you know Mike's and other pastors across the country. So we're all in this together. Yes. I, I wanted to share with everybody um, on a, a more personal note. Uh, you know, you, you you've heard some heavy things about Dr. Robert Levin, the 12.5% raise, and, you know, the contradiction of he, he was not in favor of mass, now he is in favor, and and what's happening to our local businesses. And and I don't know the man personally. I've, I've never, I, I may have, in the course of being a council member, I may have sh- shook his hand. I've been in the same room with him before, but I, I've never had a meaningful conversation. But I... I we are all uniquely tied together, and um, and I, I, I this is a story that um, touches me deeply, and I find it strange that I'm going to be saying thank you to Dr. Robert Levin tonight because he raised a really uh, well. Let me put it to you this way: um, my daughter and my son-in-law uh, had a stillbirth. My grandson was died, and and. Uh, they delivered the baby stillborn. Um, the emergency room at the hospital that they went to said, just get a DNC and call it. And that's just traumatic. And um, Mike and Molly had been through a lot. And uh, their birth coach, uh, Don. Don, suggested, I have a doctor I want you to meet and they'll take care of it. And they ended up going out to Santa Paula. And the doctor said, we, we can deliver this baby, and I know it's important to you, and you'll be able to hold the baby, uh, but we have to do this because we're going on vacation. And uh, they were so accommodating, so sweet. And when the baby was born, they were the most compassionate people you can imagine, to the point where my daughter was in tears just saying, Dad, the way they treated us was remarkable. Well, I think that was Dr. Robert Levin's wife. <laughs> and, uh, and I think even... The daughter, I'm not sure how it ties together, but I'm pretty sure it was Dr. Robert Levin's wife who was instrumental in the compassion to my family. 
Now, that being said, a man who has uh, caused great consternation and difficulty in my life, his family is also responsible for comforting our family in one of the most critical um, and saddest moments. So, Dr. Robert Levin and your family, thank you. Thanks for doing that. I know we're pitted against one another in regards to this, and um, these are these are my patients. These are the ones I'm caring for, and I I know you care about the community, but um, these are the pieces we have to pick up. And if we could do this together, it'd be a lot easier. You're a good man, because you you can't you can't do something like that if you come from a place of yeah. There's character there, and I I haven't met you, but I just wanted to say thank you. So. With that being said, um, I'm going to place this blessing upon our elected officials tonight. We do this blessing every evening. I know you've had a big win. I know this is hard to stomach, but it says bless those who spitefully use you and you go through difficulties. But I, I, our community needs to heal. We need to get to a place where we're working together. And so this blessing is for uh, all those folks that are laboring in our community as elected officials that govern by our consent. Number six, this is for you all. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So with that, congratulations mm -hmm. on some big wins today. Keep us posted. Mm -hmm. And we stand in support of you. Thank you. Thank you. You're, you're, she's fantastic you're, today. She is. Unbelievable. An and you guys are calling each other here. You're both my heroes. And, and you're my hero. I, I'm grateful for you guys because... Otherwise, you're just going on a long, lonely walk, and yet we're all doing this together, and we're gaining momentum. Yeah. And don't give up the fight. No, it's no. worth it. I just want to say one thing. If anyone else listening to this, any business owner is inspired, anyone can call us. I mean, yeah. Anyone can call any of us all the time. Yeah. We're here to help everybody. Yeah. You know? um, and and we'll uh, if they inquire at uh, info at godspeak.com, we'll give the Perfect. phone number because we don't want people messing with you and doxing you. So info at godspeak.com. And I think that's it. And we'll see everybody tomorrow night. Thank you all. all right. Thank you, Rob. God bless, God bless you, you guys. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Yeah. Good night.